0: And welcome into the roundtable. Of course, one of the biggest issues in trucking going on right now is truck parking. And there are many interesting ideas as to how we can solve this problem. The federal government has an idea with a bill that uh, should see at least some debate in Congress coming up in the fall. But uh, what's the solution going to be like? We've got two people that can talk about it. number one, Rachel Premack, our editorial director, who wrote a great piece on this, as well as Thomas Watson, who joins me. Uh, to my left here as well. Thanks so much for joining us here, Rachel. Uh, I guess let's start us out off with this in terms of obviously this is a problem that's so bad that the government feels like it needs to get involved in the situation. Um, you feel like this is, uh, if they get involved, it's a nuclear option in terms of we're going to try and fix the entire country or, or how bad is it for the for the federal government to say, you know what, we need to have a stake in this?
1: Yeah. So right now, um, we've seen over the past few years, lawmakers try to introduce a few different bills that would address the truck driver uh, truck uh, parking shortage, and what that would result in is uh, you know a 755 million uh, sorry seven yeah 755 million dollar grant essentially to public and private rest stops. That would help them expand that truck parking, you know, in various uh, you know, across the US. Um I think this is something that they've tried to reduce a few times, but it hasn't actually gone through yet. So it's unclear whether or not the federal government will end up actually getting involved in this, or is this or if this is just something that, you know, this is a bill that certain lawmakers would like to see passed, but it might not actually come to fruition.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting issue on both sides for Thomas, also because obviously you have California and some Western states looking at an exemption to try and have different hours of service, which of course means you got different break times, which means you probably need more truck parking out there. Is this a state issue or does this need to be addressed by the federal government?
2: I mean, this is an incentives issue Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. The federal government does regulate trucking in the forms of hours of service regulation, but whether you have an HO hours of service or not, you gotta stop eventually. Mm -hmm. This is a problem of right now, Uh, You know, who's gonna be able to afford it? Rachel had a great point in her article that she wrote that uh, venture capital and companies, uh, they like to see tech solutions. Nobody likes to get in the brick and mortar like real estate bid. There's an issue right now where, um, you know, trying to frame this, my personal opinion is that uh, even if you try to build a truck stop, you have zoning problems. If the federal government wants to get involved, loosen up zoning regs, make it a little bit easier. Start with that process first, because right now you have nimbyism where all these neighborhoods are being built on land that used to be farmland next to a highway. They say, I don't want to have a truck stop next to me. Or you're in a place like California, look at Ontario. There is a pilot, a TA and a Petro. There's only like three truck stops in the whole LA area basically, and it's constrained. So how are we gonna address this? I would first try to see that if a federal government does step in, let's try to incentivize public-private partnerships through zoning reform and regulations, or make it to be a little bit easier. And then, secondly, uh, you know, try to make some incentivizations for either venture capital or somebody else to go into it. It's, it. If that makes sense, I'm 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 really frustrated at least that there's one parking spot for every 11 drivers.
0: That's definitely the issue that everyone's talking about here as well. So, Rachel, as you look at this. Uh, it, and are we looking at, like uh, Thomas said, are we looking at just basically let's go ahead and pave a bunch more or are there other ideas perhaps that are out there that uh, may be somewhat equitable here in a solution.
1: Yeah, so paving a bunch more, that that's certainly something that would be helpful. Um, the other thing that I think that um, I actually didn't touch on in this article, but I touched on an article last summer, uh, Steve vaselli who's a prominent University of Pennsylvania a uh, sociologist and, and economist who has uh, written quite a bit about uh, issues relating to truck drivers, he has actually pitched this idea that instead of instead of uh, us expanding truck parking, what if we figured out why it is that drivers need so much parking and why it is that drivers are over the road so often? Um, his his sort of suggestion is that we go back to Maybe even a pre deregulation type of model where instead of drivers, you know, ping ponging from coast to coast, bringing loads all over, what if we had more of a relay system where one driver brings a load from Newark to Pittsburgh and then Pittsburgh to Chicago and then Chicago to St. Louis and so on and so on? Therefore, drivers would be home more often. They wouldn't need as much parking. And presumably retention would improve because drivers would be away from their home uh, for shorter periods of time. Now, that's something that is a good idea. How economically feasible it is um, is not is not clear at this time. Certainly our just-in-time supply chain network and e-commerce network um, definitely depends on a lot of trucker flexibility, but that's definitely one idea that could just reduce the need for parking overall
0: demand is something that is definitely driving this force here as well. So um, I want to throw, excuse me, an idea out of both of you here that uh, Ellen Voy brought up to me in a conversation we had a few months ago. And uh, I'm just going to use her example, but she lives in Wisconsin, and there's a facility in Wisconsin called Lambeau Field, and it's a big football stadium, and it has a massive parking lot around it. Why don't we use more facilities like that, that are rarely used through the course of a year, large parking areas, that could possibly give truckers uh, just a spot there. And again, normally in most situations, they're not too far off of a major interstate for that. Not just looking at football stadiums, obviously, baseball stadiums, you know, large event venues, convention centers, that sort of thing. Is that a possibility here instead of simply having to pave, you know, 10 million more acres of, of land?
1: So I actually, sorry, Thomas, if I'm cutting you off, I just want to say real quick, this was something that I came across in the story as well. Um, through reporting this is that you can have, uh, you know, there's one one individual I spoke to who actually tried to work with different shopping malls across the US. Obviously no one is parking in these huge shopping mall lots overnight. Uh, the issue is that drivers don't just need pavement, they also need bathrooms, lighting, security, preferably a place to eat, a place to shower. So even if you have this giant lot unless you can also furnish it with, with security, food, bathroom, et cetera, et cetera, it's not going to be something, it could be helpful for drivers in terms of like, you know, I just need a place to park. Like I don't need all the, you know, extra benefits, but for a driver, at least to pay, they're probably not going to do it unless they have those extra benefits. Yeah, or those extra, I don't want to say benefits, necessities,
0: really. <clears throat> right, so, so along those lines, then again, you're looking at the cost-benefit analysis, is it cheaper than to build those kinds of facilities at large parking lots as opposed to paving lots more road and then adding those facilities there as well your, your take on kind of using these these facilities that aren't used very often but when they are used obviously they take up a large amount of space and a large amount of parking for for automobiles i
2: mean it's a good idea but there's also reasons why bucky's doesn't allow drivers and there's a <laughs> cultural stigma right now for yeah. truck drivers i just saw on social media and x Uh, One of the truck stops has a person dressed as a urine jug saying, please drivers remember to remove your urine filled jugs. Now there's a reason why they spent hundreds of dollars to make a mascot telling you to remove this. We have a two pronged problem. One is that not only are folks not investing in truck stop parking or understanding the potential monetary value of doing so. But there is also still this cultural stigma to drivers. uh, Steve is selling Rachel bring up great points on how drivers and how they're viewed has changed. And so it's almost it's stuck between a rock and a hard place because if you do open up Lambeau Field, what happens if Lambeau Field gets trashed? Now people are gonna say, oh, those truck drivers are all dirty and grungy. When in fact, you know, it's only a smaller subset who are utilizing said urea filled bottles.
0: Well, again, times of the times, unfortunately, uh, in terms of what truckers have to do. So in this particular situation here, Rachel, are we looking at, do you think we're headed towards a nuclear federal option in terms of trying to figure out the entire thing, or this is going to be somewhat piecemeal together by different solutions, perhaps offered by different states or different organizations?
1: Yeah, so um, it's interesting. John Gallagher pu- published a piece a few, I think it was last week or the week before, um, about the likelihood of various bills getting passed, and that truck driver parking bill only has about a third, thirty-three, I believe, percent chance of actually being enacted into law. So, you know, so, some sort of federal law it does make sense in some ways because you know drivers are a key part of interstate commerce and you know the healthy and safe functioning of our of our modern society. On the other hand, some a bill of that of that. Uh, you know, this sort of bill it doesn't seem like it's terribly likely of getting passed yet at least in this legislative session so right now it seems what's more likely is that sort of piecemeal um solution the question is are drivers would drivers be willing to pay you know 20 30 even 40 dollars for some of these parking uh options that are being developed by these new companies or would they rather just stick to parking on, you know, shoulders of freeways, or really trying to map out where they're parking, uh, you know, before their day ends? That's kind of the question. The other side of this is that I've also spoken to drivers who have been, you know, in the in the game for a while. Maybe they have a regular route. Maybe they know the location that they that they, they know the locations that they drive in. And they say they don't really struggle with truck parking because they know exactly where to go. So part of this is also a retention and a turnover issue where new drivers don't know where to park and they're gonna park maybe in dangerous or overpriced areas and the experienced guys and and gals uh, know where to go.
0: Thomas, real quick, do you see this to being a new a national problem that needs to be solved or is this going to become what piecemeal together?
2: I mean, it started as a small problem. It's been a national problem for at least decades now. Um, I'd love to see the federal government step in and do something, at least if you want to have more rest areas, it can benefit everybody. But at the end of the day, one, my last spicy argument is if you're the federal government and you're going to have the DOT regulate how many hours you can drive, the least you can do is find me a place to park after you limit my clock.
0: Good point. And we'll move it there. Uh, Rachel and Thomas, thanks so much for joining us for our roundtable. Thank you. All right, move it back over to Kaylee Nix with our last check of headlines for this morning.